What's up, everybody? My name is Mike. Welcome back. Today, we're going to be talking about Hebrews 11, which is talking about faith. Faith is the most important thing in the Christian walk. Without faith, you can't even know God. You can't even, you really can't even think about God because everything God does is by faith. You look at Genesis when he was creating the world. The Bible tells us that it was by faith that he spoke and worlds came into being. Think about it. What was when he said, let there be light, what was light? Well, you know, God was light. Obviously, he wasn't because then he had to tell light to come into being. So if he was light, why would he say light come into being? No. Faith. It was his. He thought something. He said, light be. And guess what? Light was. That's how faith works. Faith is believing even when it doesn't exist. Romans 4.17. Let's go there real quick. I was going to start in, um, what was, I was going to start in, um, Hebrews 11, but I'm not going to do that right here. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. He is our father in the sight of God in whom he believed the God who gives life to the dead and calls into being things that were not. If you go to the King James version, it says, um, and calleth those things which be not as though they were. Now you're made in the image of God, which means that same word power has been given to you. That's why the Bible tells us that Jesus said, I will judge you on every idle word you've spoken. Every word matters to God. That's why you need to watch what you say. God has to watch what he says, because when he says something, it's law. If everything in this room, it, oh no, let's use the color blue. If he looked at the color red and said it's blue, it would become blue. Either it would become blue or the new red would be blue. You see what I'm saying? So we have to watch how we talk because everything we say carries weight. Everything. Go to Hebrews 11. Now, faith is the assurance of what we hope for and the certainty of what we do not see. This is why the ancients were this is why the ancients were commended by faith. We understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that it, what was seen was not made out of what was visible. So everything in this world that we see now was formed by an invisible God. Everything, everything that you know, even you are an invisible person. This flesh is just the form you take on as a human being, but you as a spirit being, you are an invisible person. Even your soul is invisible. Do you understand what I'm saying? Let's go down to Hebrews 11:6. It says, and without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who approaches him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Let's go back over that. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. Well, you know, I don't really use faith anymore. I use logic. Yeah, you can't please God with logic. And the funny thing is God made logic. But without faith, without faith, you can't please him because anyone who approaches him must first believe that he exists. You always hear atheists say, well, I'll believe when I see it. Well, guess what? You'll never believe then because you have to believe before you see him. And then you have to also believe that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. That's why there's the difference between an atheist who doesn't want to change and somebody who's a convert from atheism to Christianity because they see, they approach God believing that when I talk to this person, 
it's kind of weird. You have to become, a, you have to believe, you have to stop being atheist before you become saved. It's kind of weird how it works. And um, it goes through, Hebrews 11 goes through the whole thing about faith, about how the different patriarchs had to trust God in faith, had to trust him. It even talks about how, uh, let me see. He said right here, <laughs> by faith, when Abraham was tested, offered up Isaac on an altar, he who had received the promise was ready to offer up his own and one and only son, even though God had said to him, though Isaac is your, though Isaac, no, through Isaac, your offspring will be reckoned. I, Abraham reasoned that God could raise the dead. And in a sense, he did receive Isaac back from the dead. So the reason Abraham was able to do it, was able to go with ease and almost slay his son was not because he was a crazy man. Don't get me wrong. He was crazy. But the fact is, the matter is he reasoned in his mind based on the faith he had, the person he knew as God, he knew God could raise the dead. He knew who God was. He said, hmm, God told me this boy would come through my, um, this boy would be the offspring, my offspring, and he would lead to other offspring. So if God tells me to kill this boy, I have to be sure he's going to bring him back. God had to do the same thing with Jesus. He offered up his son, but he knew he was going to get him back. Do you see what I'm saying? Me and dad had, me and my, my dad had this talk a couple days ago, and we really came to the conclusion that God despises God despises when we doubt him. He hates it. God hates it when we doubt him. He it 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 he is disgusted <laughs> by a lack of faith. Matter of fact, when God when Moses sent out the 12 spies to go spy out the promised land, right? Check this out. Now here, here's where it gets crazy. 12 spies went out, 12 came back. 10 of them said, well, it's a nice land, but we can't take it. We're too weak. We suck. We Look, it, it can't work out. It's impossible. I don't know how he would even do that. It can't work out. Mo and then Caleb and Joshua said, eh, no, 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 I don't believe that. We should go take the land. Because if God is with us, which he is, he will give us the land. That's what he said in his word. That's what God told us. He promised us. This. I mean, look at it. You, you, you saw God in the pillar of fire. You saw God in the pillar of smoke. Deliver you out of Egypt. Curse the gods of Egypt before your eyes. And we have the nerve to say, eh, I don't know about all that. Do you see what I'm saying? God was so, for lack of a better word, he was so pissed with them that he came down in during while they were talking. While they were talking, because they were about to get ready to um to destroy Moses and Aaron. You see what I'm saying? Um, me and Moses and Aaron. I'm going from uh Numbers chapter 14 verse five. He says immediately Moses and Aaron bowed their with their faces toward the ground in front of the whole community of Israel assembled there. At the same time, two of those who explored. Uh, let me see. No, we were past that point. Um. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. But this is, 
uh, Numbers chapter 14, verse 10. But when the whole community of Israel talked about stoning Moses and Aaron to death, they all saw the glory of the Lord shining at the tent of meeting. The Lord said to Moses, how long will I, will these people treat me with contempt? How long will they refuse to trust me in spite of all the miraculous signs I've done among them? I'll strike them with a plague and I'll destroy them and I'll make you into a nation larger and stronger than they are. God was ready. He was mad. He was getting ready to wipe them off the face of the planet. But because of Moses, he said, now look, look, you already told all these other nations, you're getting ready to bless these people. This whole nation, you're getting ready to bless them. If you destroy them, guess what? They'll laugh at you. So God determined in his mind, he said, look, for, for my name's sake, I'm going, I'm going to make sure they get across. He said, but these people right here, this generation that's, that's over 20, they're not going. They, they hate me, and, and I'm mad at them for it. <laughs> so basically, God forgave them. He forgave them, but he said they're not going in. And so they got bold and were like, yeah, let's go ahead and take the land now. And Moses was like, no, don't take the land. God is not pleased with you right now. He's not pleased with you. And guess what? They went and tried to take the land. They got killed. They got killed. So then the next generation started. Mm. This is important. Faith is important. If you don't know what, if you don't have faith, I mean, my gosh, what are you going to do? Jesus rebuked the, 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 the people, um, his disciples multiple times for lack of faith. You can't do anything without faith. You know what I mean by that? Um, let me see. Remember when um what was the what was the one scripture I was going I was thinking of? It was one where Oh yeah, so Jesus came back, he rose from the dead, resurrection, boom, yeah, you know how he does it. That's just how he is. He came back from the dead. Came back from the dead, right? I mean, and he, the first thing he said to his disciples was that you did not believe. He, the Bible says he rebuked them. He told you I was coming back. Now, logically, the disciples had every logical reason to doubt him. Think about it. They saw the boy get, he got his beard torn out of his face. He got a crown of thorns laid on his head. They nailed him. They didn't just tie him. They nailed him to a cross. Hands and feet. They stabbed him in his heart. Right? Didn't even, the Bible says he didn't even look like a man by the time they were done. Right? He did all of that. All of that, right? <laughs> and logically, in their mind, they had every reason to be to doubt God. But guess what? God, Jesus still came back from the dead and said, You still doubt. Not even a good morning, not a hello. Hey, what's up, guys? I missed you. No, he said, how could you not believe? I told you guys I was coming back. I told you several times. You see what I'm saying? When they were in the boat and Jesus said, let's go to the other side. The storm came. Ooh, I mean, big old giant storm came. Master, master, don't you care? We gonna die. Don't you care? We finna perish. And he got up out of his sleep. And said, shut up to the wind and the waves. Bible says, some translations say, peace be still. No, he got up and he was mad. 
You know why he was mad? He preached all day. He wanted a nap. And guess what? They wouldn't let him take a nap. Of course he'd be mad. I'd be mad too. Oh, I just was preaching. Shut up. Now, and then he rebuked him. He turned around and said, you've seen me do all these miracles and you still doubt? I like how Jesse DePlanet said it. He said, I figured this much. If we're in the same boat and if Jesus drowned, I drowned. He said, but Jesus can't drown, so I won't drown. Do you see what I'm saying? So Jesus said, let's go to the other side. Let's go to the other side. If Jesus told you to go to the other side and the boat's filling with water, sloshing around, and Jesus is smack, just sleep. Go to sleep with him. Amen. Okay. What does Mark eleven twenty four say? Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you received it and it will be yours. Now, let's go over this for a minute. Believe that you received it. And then it will be yours. You got to believe it first. You got to believe it first. You got to have faith. For your prayers to even be effective, you have to have faith. What did Jesus say when he raised Lazarus? Father, I thank you that you hear me. He said, thank you that you hear me. So he took it out of the, his own ability and he put it in the hands of God. God, you hear me? Um, I want, I'm, I'm, I'm not, and he said, I'm not saying this. Actually, he said it in the prayer. He said, I'm not saying this so I can sound haughty. I'm saying it because I want them to know that you sent me to do this. Faith, right? I want to go over this real quick. Now, faith is the confidence of what we hope for and the assurance about what we do not see. Let's go. Let's let's think about that for a minute. Faith is the confidence in what we hope for and the assurance of what we do not see. I have faith that God exists. Right? I have faith that when I go to heaven, I mean, when I die, I go to heaven. I promises me that, that if I'm saved, if I call on Jesus as Lord, I will be saved. I've never seen heaven. I've never been to heaven. But I know that I'm going. How do I know? Because I got assurance. See, hope is the blueprint. Hope is the blueprint of a house and faith is calling up the contractors. Faith is getting the actual thing done, walking forward as if it's done. Why does James tell us that um, faith without works is dead? Right? <laughs> faith without works is dead. What does that mean? That means that if you truly believe that you... What you prayed for is going to happen. Walk around like it. Look at Abraham. He didn't say, yeah, I'm just hoping God gives me kids. No, guess what? He introduced himself as, hey, how you guys doing? My name is Abraham. I'm the father of many nations. He didn't act like, well, I, 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 it's up to the Lord, whatever the Lord wants. No, the Lord told you what he wants. Right? Now, James chapter 1, verse 6. But when you ask. You must believe and not doubt because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. When you don't believe, guess what? You just go, your, your emotions. You, you're, see, you either believe or you don't. When you have roller coaster emotions, you, you, you automatically, that automatically lets you know you don't really believe it. Because it hasn't really taken root. When it takes root in your heart, you don't doubt. Because I know I'm going to heaven. I don't have a doubt 
uh, I, I don't know if I'm going. No, I know I'm going to heaven. You know you're going to heaven if you save. You see what I'm saying? When you're when you're like this, well, I feel sometimes. Yeah, that's fine. You gonna have feelings. You have a flesh. Flesh is crazy. It likes to do his own little stupid thing. Guess what? That's that's part of that's part of the walk. You're gonna have your feelings that tell you, well, I don't really feel saved right now. And guess what? You still gotta be saved. You still gotta act saved. Because faith without works is what? Dead. It's still it's just dead faith. It's useless faith. It hasn't done anything. Amen. What did Mark, what did, remember when Jesus was talking? Remember when the disciples had been finished arguing and Jesus came down from the mountain of transfiguration and they was arguing with the Pharisees and the, and the disciples were arguing with the Pharisees over this little boy who was having um, uh, seizures and stuff. And, and he was basically like, what's the problem? Well, I gave my son to your disciples and they couldn't heal him. And he said to them, he said, oh, my gosh, how much longer do I have to deal with this, this faithlessness, bro? How much longer? He said, bring the boy to me, dang it. So he brought the boy to him. He said, please heal my boy if you can. And Jesus got what? He said, if you can, he said, everything is possible for him who believes. Everything is possible. Jesus said that multiple times. Thank God. When, um, when they were they were talking to him about the um the rich pe the rich man, Jesus said it is easy, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than the, for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. Now I'm gonna blow your mind real quick. A lot of people like to use that verse to 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 try to pull one over on people who believe in the blessing of God. Let me let's okay. Here's the real thing. If the disciples were as broke as we say he as we say they are, right? As people say they are. Why were they surprised when they found out rich people couldn't go to heaven? If they was broke, wouldn't they just been like, dang, sucks to be them? No, they said, well, then who can be saved? Do you know why they said that? Because guess what? They had money. Who can be saved? Think about it. When they tell you, uh, man, we out of, we, we're out of Brussels sprouts, you don't be upset. Because guess what? You don't eat Brussels sprouts. You don't care if it don't apply to you. Do you see what I'm saying? I, the reason I'm telling you this is because it, uh, he said, but guess what? He said, with God, all things are possible. He didn't say it was impossible. He said it was difficult. You know why it's difficult? Because you got to keep a watch on your soul and on your heart. Because you know why? Your heart, like your heart, if it ain't, if it ain't done right, your heart like to, to, you see, here's the thing. You're meant to worship something or someone. Did you know that? God created you with the purpose to worship something. That's why when you get a revelation on something, that's why it just elevates your 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 wanting for God. You know why? Because you're looking for something to 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 grab onto. And that's why you need God. Because if you start following money to worship money, you're you going to be upset when the economy is bad. Since the money ain't going to help you. The money doesn't show you anything. The money's there 
whether good good or bad. But guess what? It ain't going to tell you nothing. The Holy Spirit, who is God, is the one that guides you. Right? You need somebody to worship. Now, I don't even know why I brought that up, but you were meant to worship someone or something. Now, I hope you pick God. I really hope you do. And we'll talk about that a little bit later towards the end of this thing. Um, but look. Jesus said to her, who's her? He's talking to Lazarus. Oh, uh, not Lazarus. He's talking to Mary. Not his mama, but Mary. Remember, Lazarus' sister. I think it was his sister or friend, something like that. I can't remember exactly what. He said to her, I'm the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Now, if you remember the story, she said, yes, I believe in the resurrection, all that kind of stuff. So he's, then that was his response. No, I, I'm, the, I'm the resurrection. You see how we had that religious response? Yes, I believe you're the, yeah. It's funny, ain't it? It's hilarious. Um, let me see. We're going to go John. Let's go to John. Actually, let's get, yeah, let's go to John 11, 24. Actually, let's go 23 because I'm feeling, I'm feeling bold right now. Uh, okay. John 11, 23 to 23. Oh no, let's go to John 11, 17. When Jesus arrived, he found that Lazarus had already uh, spent four days in the tomb. Now, Bethany was near Jerusalem, a little less than two miles away. And many of the many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them in the loss of their brother. So when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him. So, yeah, it was brother. Um, but Mary stayed home. Martha said to him or Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that God will give you whatever you ask of him. <laughs> so she's already got her faith set that something's getting ready to happen. But then here's where it gets, here's where it gets, okay. Your brother will rise again, Jesus told her. Martha said, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. So see how she she her faith got robbed at that moment. Her faith got robbed at that moment because she doubted because of what she was. You know, yeah, I, I yeah. That, there's nothing wrong with believing for that, but faith is right now. How many times you heard? Let, look, look at Hebrews eleven again. Let's go back to Hebrews eleven real quick. I'm, I'm gonna go back to this. Don't worry, I'm, I'm coming back. Let's keep going. Let's go back. Because this is deep. This is deep, y'all. This is deep. Now faith is. Not tomorrow faith will be. Not yesterday faith was. Faith is now. Every time you read it, faith is what? Now. When you need it, faith is now. Hope is for tomorrow. You have faith something's going to happen. Get cracking on it. I don't got Oh, I know God will. No, God is already doing it. Where are you at in this scenario? Don't forget that you need that, that faith is a now thing. If you really want to see God do 
crazy things in your life. You need to understand that faith is a now kind of deal. It doesn't happen tomorrow. It may manifest tomorrow, but it starts at this moment. So whatever that thing is you're supposed to be doing, get cracking on it. I believe God will bless it. Well, then get cracking on it. Get, 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 come on, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay? Now, what she said, I know that he'll rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Amen. Just... Just waiting for the day, man, just when we all get to heaven. You know, you've heard that song before, right? And Jesus said to her, uh-uh, look, no, I'm the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me will live even though he dies. And everyone who believes and believes in, who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe that? So, how do you get faith back? You got to educate yourself. Go to people who've been where you've been, who've already obtained the promise. Get around those kind of people. She said, yes, Lord, I believe. I believe that you are the Christ, the son of God who has come into the world. After Martha said this, she went back and called her sister May aside to her. The teacher is here asking for you. And Mary heard this. She got up quickly and went to him. Right? So let's keep going. Now, Jesus had not emerged I and mean, entered the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews who were in the house consoling Mary saw how quickly she got up and went out, they followed her, supposing she was going to the tomb to mourn there. <laughs> when Mary came to Jesus and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping, who had come with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Where you, uh, where have you put him? He asked. Jesus wept. And then the, the Jews said, see how he loved him. But some of them asked, could not this man oh, who opened the eyes of the blind have kept Lazarus from dying? So here comes doubtful voices already trying to rob you of your faith again. You cannot let that happen. When you have a word from God, you have to cut out voices that will speak. Lo Sometimes logic is your worst enemy. It truly is. Sometimes logic will rob you of the greatest revivals of your life. I mean, look at Peter. Look at Jesus, Peter. I mean, look, uh, Peter was. Jesus was like, "Hey, look, we're gonna go. We're gonna go to Jerusalem. I gotta go. I gotta do this. I gotta die." Now, here comes Peter with a very logical voice to soothe the pain that he thinks Jesus is feeling. And he says, you don't have to die. You don't have to. No, don't do that. No, sir, father, Lord, whatever. You can't do that. And guess what? Jesus said, shut up, Satan. He did. I'm telling you, I'm not even exaggerating. He said, shut up. You do not understand the things of God. Now, people are like, why would he call him Satan? There were two people talking. There was Satan talking. There was Peter talking. Peter was worried about Jesus. Satan was trying to keep the mission of God from being done. Right? So, <laughs> there's a thing called the law of duality. What that means is that when God speaks... He can refer to two people at the same time. 
Think about it. He does it in the word. When he's talking to people in, in the story here, he's talking to you. Right? Okay, look. Jesus once again deeply moved. K into the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. And he said, take away the stone. Lord, by now he stinks. He stinks. It's already been four days. Now, in Jewish tradition, if you had been dead for four days, you weren't coming back. Because they had a belief that your soul was still in your body in those three to four days. Jesus replied, did I not tell you that if you believe you would see the glory of God? So she's got all. See, see your body, your, your, your logic starts coming up with all these different reasons why, for some reason, the miracle can't work. Well, God, his, his body stinks. Well, God, this happened or God, this God, that there's a um, there's a preacher. I don't even remember his name anymore. I don't think the story was ever told with his name in it. But anyway, the story is God told him to pastor a church in another city or another state, I think. But because of his mother-in-law getting sick or getting older, the wife was like, well, maybe we shouldn't go. You know, we could get we could pastor around here and take care of our parents. And they're really upset because they really want us to go with the church, go to church with them. And guess what? He ended up not going. He ended up staying with his mother-in-law and, uh, and and all that kind of stuff because the wife told him to. So now he's in he's in this weird limbo because he's not serving God to his fullest. But he's also not, you know, in the world, but he's missing out because he's not in the will of God. Do you see what I'm saying? You can miss God with all the logic, sometimes with all the reasons why it just can't work. You cannot live like that. You cannot live like that. Stop trying to live life with your, your, your brain in charge. Your brain is a like like my, uh, my friend Jonathan Shuttlesworth says. He says, your brain is a great servant, but a terrible master. Your brain can lead you so far and throw you off a cliff. I'm telling you, I've been there, been afraid of something before. I remember one time I almost ran away from home. Yeah. Was I listening to my spirit? Probably not. Probably 100% sure I was not listening to my spirit. Okay. So check this out. So they took away the stone. Then Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father. I thank you that you have heard me. I know that you always hear me. But I say this for the benefit of the people standing here. So they might believe that you have sent me. And after Jesus said this, he called out in a loud voice, loud voice Lazarus, come out. The man who had been Dead came out with his hands and feet bound in strips of linen and his face wrapped in uh, cloth. Unwrap him and let him go. Okay. <clears throat> All right. I want you to, I want to go over this because this, this spoke to me just now. So they took away the stone and Jesus lifted up his eyes toward heaven he said to the father was, Father, I thank you that you've heard me. I thank you that you always hear me. Uh, and I'm not saying this for me. I'm saying this for the people around me so they know that you talk to me and I talk to you, that we're cool. We're chilling. 
That's what he said to the father. That's the only thing he said to God. Guess what he said next was, Lazarus, come out. He's all he said. He didn't say to God, Father, just raise him up, Lord. Oh, God, for your glory. Oh, No, guess what? He said, Lazarus, come out. He was speaking to Lazarus. He got God involved by saying, Father, you hear me. All right, let's do this. You got to come out. That just spoke to me right there. That's dominion. When you can truly say, hey, Father, I thank you that you already hear me. And I thank you that for your name's sake, for your name's sake, not because of me, but because of who you are and because of your reputation and for your glory, that you will, that you will hear my prayers and answer them. Lazarus, come out. It's faith. That's faith. Faith says, thank you, because guess what? It's already done. Nothing you need that from God has, God still hasn't given it. He's given everything you need, and you've just got to stand on that. Everything you need has been given by God. Believe it. Stand on his word. He won't fail you. He can't fail you. He cannot fail you. Man can fail you. It looks like it's over, doesn't it? Guess what? It's not. Not even close. Not even close. <laughs> he said, if you had, no, she said, if you were here earlier, my brother would not have died. If you were here earlier, my bills could have been paid. If you were here earlier, my marriage could have been saved. If you were here earlier, I wouldn't be having cancer right now. If you were here earlier, I wouldn't be addicted to drugs right now. Some of you are saying right now, if you were here earlier, I wouldn't be depressed. Guess what? He's here now. Believe his word. Believe his word. Believe it. Don't you, you if you have friends around you that are super logical about everything, great. I'm glad they're there. Don't talk to them right now. Get in front of people that have unrelenting faith. That have faith that says no. God could, God could, whatever he want to do. If he want to turn this world upside down just because he can. Do you see what I'm saying? They say, thank you, Father, you hear me. Every time I pray, God hears me. Every time. Time God hears. I like how I, if Chris Rock were to say, like when he was younger, he'd be like, Time God hears. He always, time I pray, God always hears me. I'm not even praying. There's somebody, man. Every time I pray, that he would say it just like that. You know why? Because it's assurance. I know it. I know it in my heart. Now we could go on, and here's the funny thing about it. After he did this, people were ready to kill him. It's 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 weird that you will lose friends for having high amounts of faith. You'll have people that want to come against you for believing the impossible. Oh, you're one of those faith preachers. Yeah, I am. I don't know how you cannot be a faith preacher. I don't know how you cannot be a faith person. Your whole your whole Christian existence 
is based off, based off of the faith that you heard from the word of God. The Bible says, how can they believe if they've never heard? And how can they hear it if nobody's ever told them? So where do you start with, where? how does faith even grow? From the word. You cannot get biblical faith except from the word. I don't care if you believe in science and, you know, the power of the mind is important. Yeah, whatever. The Bible don't say who believeth in his mind. It says who believes in his heart. What is your heart? Right here in your gut. That's your spirit. If you can believe in your spirit, your mind is powerful. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's stupid at the same time. It'll just absorb anything. You don't need that. You need a spirit that's immovable because it's standing firm in the word of God. Hallelujah. You need that. So I want you to walk away today from this, this, this video, from this podcast. If you're watching on podcast, I want you to walk away from whatever you're listening to, however you're listening to me, however you're watching me. I want you to know that today I have faith that whatever I need to happen in my life, I know that if I, when I talk to God, he hears me. Every single prayer I've ever prayed. God has heard me. Well, I don't see it happening yet. Okay. Still stand on it. Still stand on it. Still stand on it. Get somewhere. Get in. Here's another tip for you. If you're, if you're, if you're believing for something, sometimes you got to go somewhere where it's getting done. Get around people who are getting what you want to get done, done. Think about it. If you wanted to be a, like a really great crusade evangelist, where, who would you go to? Russell Crowe? No, you'd go to Billy Graham because he's one of the he's he's one of the greatest evangelists in the last hundred years. You see what I'm saying? So you need to be around people that will build you up, that won't tear you down because you believe the word of God. Does that make sense what I'm telling you? I hope so. Listen, if you're not saved, this is very important. We could talk about faith. Blessing, um, healing, all that kind of stuff. Sin, we can talk about all that kind of stuff. But if you don't have a relationship with God, this means nothing. If you do not have a relationship with God and you're ready to know him for yourself, I want you to pray this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, I admit that I've sinned. I believe in my heart and confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, that he's the son of God, and that you sent him into this world. I repent of my sin. I thank you for dying on the cross. Write my name in the Lamb's book of life. Seal me with the Holy Spirit. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Because you promised it, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Welcome to the family of God. It's good to have you here. And um, if you need something, if, you, if you're looking for, you know, some more stuff on how to build your faith, how to pray more effectively, how to uh, just grow in the things of God, hit subscribe. If you're watching me on podcast, make sure you follow the podcast. And um, yeah, I, and, and I'll see you guys next time. All right. Love you. Bye.